got to have it. I got to have it. I got to have it. Put wine, put wine, put wine so fine. I woke up this morning. Hello, cats and kittens, and welcome to the most popular girls on the internet, our dumb lives. The podcast where we talk about our dumb lives. So today we are drinking some port and doing shots of brandy. This is sure to turn out well. We loaded up at the beginning of the podcast because I have to drive home at some point tonight. So we're going to sober up as the show goes on. Which means it just gets worse from here. Yeah, we'll be just like super boring by the end, but you know. But you will be bober as a sludge. (laughs) I think this is episode 18-ish or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, so how's 2020 treating you so far? The new decade. Oh, so far, so crazy. So far, so crazy. Work has been crazy. So what that yeah. means for me, Asperger's girl. Um, <laughs> Asperger's girl in a management job. So sensory overload all day, yes. every day. I get home. I'm just like, I want to play Skyrim. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I don't. I know, like, if I text you, like, I don't expect to hear back for, like, two days. Right. Because right. you just, like, need to not interact with other humans at, for a while. At three days or four days, seven days at the most, you should send a search party. <laughs> well, I figure Jim will let me know if there's anything too drastic going on. I know. <laughs> Bing. Can I? Hey, how about I come over on Saturday two days later? Sure. exactly i I know and i feel bad about it too because i'm like Uh, i I, there's so much that goes on in my mind though like okay do i have a deployment this weekend software deployment not like military deployment so like i'm parachuting down into uh a dmz or something but um deploying software usually takes all night but on a saturday on a saturday that's next saturday lucky me i know (laughs) Next Saturday, I'm going to be tie-dyeing, man. It's back to the 90s I know, for me. I, I'm a little bit jealous, actually. I wish well, I was could, tie-dyeing. You could come in the afternoon if you wanted to and hang out, I'm sure. Randy wouldn't care. I know. There's something psychedelic about looking at Grafana metrics, though. <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm... Uh... Wrapping up my current contract, and then I'm kind of figuring out what I want to do next with my life. Trying to figure out. It's exciting. I know. I'm kind of. It's like re. It, it's like a regraduation. It in is. A sense. I feel good about it. I feel good. I. I don't really know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go through all my previous jobs and figure out the things I really liked about them and try to find a job that fits that. Those of you who have listened for a long time know that I have done technical writing. Have you thought about, okay, this sounds crazy, <laughs> okay. but talking to a, a career counselor. Oh, that's not crazy at all. I have thought about it, but I don't know if I want to spend the money. I have gone a couple times because I've gotten laid off a couple times. I think that's a free thing at the Workforce Center, but I'm not certain. Oh, yeah. I probably could go through the state. I've um, I've been laid off three times in my career and two of those times came with free um, career counseling. Mm-hmm. So the first time was in like 2002, 
And that was when I first learned about knowledge managers and I really wanted to do that. It's been like 20 years and I still haven't really done that, but you have, I have, but it didn't work out. So I'm just, uh, that's only because you were doing it in a place that had, yeah, I didn't appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, knowledge, who needs that? I'm going to take a little time, really figure out, like only apply for jobs. I really want to do kind of figure out what, but like, there's my my dream is that I would maybe sell art. I've been drawing my mandalas that I talk about, and so I mean, I I real realistically I probably wouldn't be able to do that full time. So I'm trying to figure out other things I can do. That would be my dream job. Be a be an Uber driver and sell, <laughs> go to junk sales and sell junk on eBay. Sell grilled cheeses at fish concerts. <laughs> Out of a backpack. Oh, I've eaten grilled cheese at fish concerts out of a backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not out of a backpack, but I have eaten like burritos that people are making in the parking lot. Were you bouncing around the room afterwards? I know. Uh, (laughs) I'm hilarious. Fish pun. pun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of getting back to my hippie roots. Jeff and I are listening. We so there's this. series called Dave's Picks. There's Dick's Picks. There's Dave Picks. Ah, Dick's Picks. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There are people within the Grateful Dead family who know a lot about And so they'll pick a concert and then they put it out on CD. But still, seriously, Dick's Picks. I know. (laughs) It started in the 90s before Dick Picks were a thing. (laughs) So it was ahead of its time. And uh, so we have, like, I think we're going to be getting the 36th Dave's Picks. All right. So, and of course, you know, Jeff, who is a collector, he just likes to collect things. So he's on, he gets a subscription, so you get four a year. But of course, we haven't listened to a lot of them. So now we're on a mission to every, every, because we carpool together. So when we carpool, Mm -hmm. we've been listening to Dave's Picks. We're only on three so <laughs> so carpooling, because this is one thing that we share in, yeah. because we both carpool with our spouses yes. to our respective jobs. So for you listen to podcasts, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and James and I have uh, Disco Mondays, <laughs> Electric Light Orchestra Tuesdays, oh, man. and Wacky Wednesdays. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Grateful Dead is good because Jeff is a very cranky person in the morning. Mm-hmm. So usually the drive to work is crankyville. But when we're listening to the Grateful Dead, it's a little more mellow. <laughs> yeah. And it's... so I pick a I, I pick a Pandora station because I don't want to just listen to one band, but mm-hmm. sort of around that genre. Although for last Wednesday, it was Winehouse Wednesday I chose. <laughs> And, and and so what came on but Rehab, which is the song Amy Winehouse hated having to sing over and over. It was yeah. like Sheryl Crow, Crow's All I Want to Do. Like you it's the what, thing that though? everyone goes, yell, I play, play Rehab. Well, it was her first big song. And the first time I heard it, I thought, this girl is going to die soon. Oh, my gosh. Because she doesn't want to go to rehab. This song is like her life totally. <laughs> I don't want to go to rehab. (laughs) 
So switching over, I guess if we if we talk about Amy a little bit, I saw the the documentary Amy. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. It's something I kind of it's on the back of my list here, my in my brain. I found it interesting. There was the song "You Should Be Stronger Than Me," and she had kind of a clingy, um, pretty boyfriend. Yeah, who is very emotional. Mm-hmm. And and that whole "You Should Be Stronger Than Me." Yeah, I was like. That's so sexist, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're talking about how you don't like to listen to the same artist. I did. I can't remember. I know I talked about the Dolly Parton um, podcast in the last episode. Yeah. And Heartstrings but, that she's got on yeah, Netflix. But I've, I listened through her entire discography. Discography. Discography? Yeah. And um, it was really fun. I say, I've done that a few times. I did it with... Uh, last year, I think you did Beastie Boys and Back. And um, so now I just finished uh, Dolly Parton. And she has, I mean, like in the early 70s, she put out like, like three albums a year. Yes. Like, And I only listened to, um, well, no, I listened to all of her stuff. Because I, I, started, I started Bob Dylan just uh, this last week. I, start, I was going to listen through his whole, but he has live albums. So I'm, I'm only going to listen to his studio stuff. But... Uh, yeah, she she put out so much, so much, and it's really interesting to listen to the different phases. And man, the eighties are so bad. Yes, they were so bad for so many artists who were I, older. I think eighties was just a superficial era, in general. Well, what happened was synth and synth, drum machines took over. Synth and drum machines, but just it's not like ju- auto tune now. No, right? no, but not just that. It was like everybody bought everything on credit. There was just nothing that was real. It was all. I mean, you'd think you know, with rhinestones and everything, <laughs> she would be. That was kind of an eighties. She was very sparkly and over the top. No, just like but, as um, a culture, we were fake yeah. and shoulder pads, rhinestones. Yeah. But yeah, her her mid '80s albums are so bad. At the same time, she does an album called Trio with um, uh, Loretta Lynn and Tanya Tucker, I believe. You are correct. One. You're correct. Um, and that's really good. Was it Loretta Lynn or was it Linda Ronstadt? Oh yeah, Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's uh, yeah, the '80s were bad, but then it gets good again in the '90s. But then her. her <laughs> Her most recent song is like called Faith or something, and it's with some current singer. I don't know. And it's super auto-tuned. It's like, oh, man, this sucks. (laughs) Is it auto-tune that you don't like, or what is it? I don't like auto-tune because it makes you sound like a robot. I like auto-tune selectively. It can. It can. um, If you overdo it. Yeah. I've tried auto-tune just kind of futzing around with some voice acting mm-hmm. and I I realized you can you can change you can change a note in your voice. Yeah. You so, can change it extremely high or extremely low, but if you just slightly adjust it, it's actually pretty pleasant. Yeah, so you don't have to be able to sing. Yeah, and you don't <laughs> you, you can I, sing I, like I, shit in auto-tune. I could sound like it. Adele. Yeah. And, like, Dolly does not need auto-tune. I don't know. 70-year-old Dolly might need some auto-tune. I, I heard some of her live stuff. She's pretty good. Yeah, she is. Um, and But she talked about, I listened to the last episode of the podcast about her, and she was talking about how she has done recordings 
of her voice so after she's gone, people can take her voice and manipulate it to make new songs. That's some so, really... So her legacy can live on, so she can live on beyond her death and stuff. And they can make new music that, by using her voice. That's what happens when you don't have a bunch of bratty kids that are trying to take all your money. <laughs> Speaking of awesome child-free women, I also uh, watched a Betty White <laughs> documentary because she just turned 97. And Yeah. Oh, man. On January 17th, was it? Yes. Yeah. And she is, oh, my God. Her January life. 17th is Betty White Day, by the way. <laughs> It's also my friend Mina's birthday, so she's with a good person. Um, she, yeah, well, I was talking to you, Tara, earlier about, like, one of her first jobs. She was on the radio a little bit, and then she got asked to, um, this guy had a had a radio show, and he moved it to um, TV in the very early 50s when TV was first a thing. It was a local show, but they did five and a half hours unscripted, Six days a week. <laughs> Just live entertainment. And I think it became, there were some skits and stuff that were scripted afterward, but it was live. I just. I know. Oh, man. Well, that you'd have insane. to have something scripted or planned. Otherwise, it'd be like, okay, watch me scratch my ass. to plan anything? You're on the air for five and a half hours, and then you must take another at least five hours to figure out what you're going to do the next day. I don't know. That is like trying to sit here and talk not live for an hour like is exhausting sometimes. I don't think it's, it, I don't feel like it's ex- exhausting. But if so. we had to do this for five and a half hours, six days a week <laughs> for the next five years, yeah. One day when we retire, I'm just we should impressed. impressed yeah, yeah. What she did. One so. day when we'll retire, though, maybe we could do that. Yes. <laughs> just we would be like little old ladies at the bingo hall. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder what I wonder what podcasting will be like though when we retire. Who knows? Maybe It'll there will be, be like, like little brain waves, <laughs> little drones with webcams that follow people around. Oh my god! Like oh. it, super influencers. Sometimes I I don't know. I just get so tired of all of that. Like because I think about you know I was talking about selling my art and doing things. And one thing I'm thinking about doing is recording as I draw. Yeah. Speeding it up so they're short, you know, I mean, it takes me whatever, like 10 hours to draw something. So obviously you're not going to want to watch 10 hours of me drawing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, was I was just thinking of like commentary, like golf. Yeah. And, and she's making the circle. <laughs> and she's making another circle. But I'm thinking, like, okay, I'll do that, and then I'll have a link to an Etsy page where you can buy what I've drawn. And then I'm thinking about, like, promoting myself, and I was like, okay, I'm trying. I'm thinking of, you know, a different career of being a creator. I hate all those terms. And I was thinking about this podcast and, like, well, maybe I should start promoting this podcast a little more to get more audience and, you know, kind of doing that. And I just, like, this part of me... When we started 11 years ago, like, all that stuff was really cool to me. It was very new. And now I just feel like it's so, like, like everybody, everybody. Do you feel like me too? Me too. Everybody's got something to fucking sell. Like, you can't be on Facebook without somebody trying to sell you Pampered Chef or the candles or their potholders or whatever the fuck they want to sell. It's like, But I've dreamed about having a business most of my life, 
So I just got to get over that and do it. <laughs> so I have a thought that I will share with you after the show. Oh, it's a secret thought. It is. <laughs> if we remember, we're kind of drunk. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, there's part of me that's just kind of like, ugh. I know it's a Gen X thing, too, where it's just like that whole like, ugh. If it's popular, it's no, no. I'm so that's me, Gen X for sure. Like in the '90s, I was always like, "Oh, that's cool." Then it's not cool. No, no, no. So, (laughs) what do you get out of drawing those mandalas? To me, it's like super relaxing. It's super fun. I feel, you know, it's like that creative process. And they're really. It's it's interesting to see how it turns out because I don't have an idea when I sit down. You're just going what it's as you look feel. Like. like I pick out the colors and I'm like, okay, these colors will be cool. It's like finger painting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you don't know what it's going to look like when it ends. Right. You know? So it's it's that kind of an improv kind so of. So what I think you should what I think you should mark it on is probably the process. Mark it on what you were feeling when you're drawing it. Maybe mark it on. Um, Potentially what kind of feelings and because to art, art, art evokes something. And before mm-hmm. you buy anything, it evokes something in mm-hmm. you. Take, for instance, my newest edition of art to the house. Which is? You haven't walked into the bathroom and seen my newest edition of art? I was in the bathroom, but I wasn't you looking. Were what in, was it? The upstairs bathroom, right? Yeah, the upstairs bathroom. When when you walk into my upstairs bathroom, you are faced with a, a a lovely canvas painting of Darth Vader sitting on the toilet in a bathroom that looks exactly like my bathroom. <laughs> Is it over the toilet? Yeah. I didn't see it at all. <laughs> no, but when I saw that, when I saw it, I was like, I must have this. And that's why I bought it. Yeah, but part of me is like, I'm worried that people are going to look at my things and be like, why should I pay so much for this stupid little doodle? So I was like, well, if I did art shows, maybe I have a screen set up where I'm sh- where I'm showing videos of me drawing them to s- show that it's actually done by hand and it's not, because, it's not on the computer. No, because they that, are yeah. so perfect, right? They are. Yeah. They're, What's they're so weird is symmetrical. like, if you look at them, they look very perfect. But if you zoom in, you'll start to see the imperfections. And that's what I like. I like that they're not made on a computer where it's like, oh, I draw a triangle and then I copy it 50 times around. Right. You know, I draw each one. And every triangle is different, but when you stand back and look at it, it looks like every triangle is the same because of that's the way the human brain works. So I, I, I think you just <laughs> wrote your marketing piece. <laughs> so yeah, it's an interesting time. It's my fiftieth. Well, it's my forty ninth year, I guess technically. I'll be fifty in September. And, so. and I know right now we live in a world where everything is perfection. Nobody can post a photo, a filterless photo of themselves anymore. Yes. It's it's always with a filter and the makeup filter and I and get so annoyed whatever. when people you we've I think we've discussed this before. It's like show your damn wrinkles. Just show your wrinkles. It's no big deal. Yeah. Especially this, if you take pictures with your kids cuz then they look like weird plastic dolls when they have the filter on them. 
<laughs> Very much so. Do you remember uh, in the 80s or 90s, there was a uh, like a little mall set up, and maybe they had this in the UK too, but it was called Glamour Shots. Oh, God, yeah. It's very much like, I think of like Napoleon Dynamite, actually. Oh, I wanted to do Glamour Shots so much in the, when I was a teenager. Oh, I would have killed because I wanted to be an actress. So it was like headshots. I thought it was so cool. But I couldn't afford it. <laughs> but they were just basically you put yourself in a LeMay wrap, right? Yeah, yeah. And then have like 80,000 pounds of Aquanet and eyeliner. <laughs> and that was your glamour shot. Oh, and I... then they would fuzz everything out that was imperfect. And I, I yeah. to me, I, I think that that's kind of what people do on the Internet today. Mm-hmm. They only show their very, very best side. And yeah. they, I think that's what I like about us, you and I, is that we are authentic. We're not. I'm so authentic. <laughs> I'm so authentic. <laughs> I am so more authentic than you are. <laughs> oh, but you know what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not like, you know, you and I are cruising in a limousine, sipping champagne, yeah. or on a yacht somewhere. We're in island bunker tea, hunkered sipping down for the some winter. Port. <laughs> sipping port, chugging brandy. We also bought some mead that was not good. Oh no, Chauc- very weird. Well, so Chaucer's mead. I'm not. I'm not all about it. Yeah, there's something funky about the honey. Honey. I think it tasted like the cough syrup I used to have as a kid, which was called Formula Forty Four D. When I, I I saw mead, and it, you know, I, it's mead is not something that I purchase normally. Yeah, you don't see it too much. So I was like, you know, it usually it tastes like very sweet honey, not like cough syrup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even Jack Daniel's honey would be preferable. I was going to tell you about uh, a podcast. Oh, so I listened to 99% Invisible. Have you ever listened to it? No. What is it's it? It's Roman Mars. It's... Uh, I don't know what that means. Oh. <laughs> he, uh, he has a... He has a big network of podcasts. Oh, so he's like one of those podcasting moguls. Yes. And um, 99% Invisible is a very good show. It's about, uh, it's a lot of design and things like that. So it'll be like. (laughs) Tell me more. Airport signage or some weird thing like that. Or like a town that somebody, weird future town that somebody built in the 70s in Amsterdam or like how design affects, because design, like 99% invisible is like, design is 99% invisible. Like you don't notice it, even though it's affecting you. Um, And they did a pod, they uh, published a podcast. It was like a sister podcast, I think, but they did one called the worst video game ever. Is that E.T.? It was E.T., I figured. And it was actually very interesting because they interviewed the guy who who uh, created the game and talked to him about, like, how he how he did it and what it was going, you know, why he did what he did and stuff like that. But the thing that freaked me out was it was it was reported by, a, obviously, a, a young woman, probably in her 20s or early 30s, and she was explaining what Atari was. Oh wow! And, like, how did she explain what what Atari was? Just like you know, oh, Atari was this you know game was a very popular game company and all stuff. I'm like, oh my god, I thought I was old before. Now I'm really old. People don't know what Atari is. 
Atari still exists, I think, in some form. So well, it, it died. It died. I, that's it died around, right around ET. But it was just so shocking because you know, obviously, this isn't a video game podcast, so they kind of have to give some background. But it was like very detailed about. But I'm sorry, what Atari was and I, who, how it exists, and I'm just like, what? Like everybody knows what Atari is. Like it's it's like saying you know. What's the Golden Girls? Like, you have to explain what the Golden Girls is from the 80s. I, I suppose like, at some point, like, somebody needs to explain what the Golden Girls is. I know, I know. I'm just like, oh, man, this is sad. This is sort of like old people trying to explain to us what Soupy Sales was. <laughs> I know what Soupy Sales was. <laughs> uh, but I like history and kind of pay attention, but... I just thought that was funny. It was it was interesting to hear the pers- the man who actually wrote the code for the game. Right. And, you know, basically, like, you know, and all you gamers out there probably know the history. They, they, the company and Spielberg's company were in negotiations for a really long time and trying to figure out how to do this, and they wanted it out before Christmas. So by the time they got everything, all the... T's crossed and I's dotted. It was like five and a half weeks he had to write the game. Holy And he fuck. wrote it on his own and he stayed up. He's, he would write until he hit a block and then he would sleep for a few hours to hope that he would have a dream or something would come to him while he was dreaming, while he was sleeping and then wake up and then code again. You know, I had the E.T. video game on my Atari when I was a kid. <laughs> I never finished it. I never really got the whole idea of the yeah, fucking yeah. thing. All I knew is that like, I would go down a hole and yes. I would try to pick up Reese's pieces for some reason. <laughs> and you're trying to put together a phone or something. And he said, yeah. you know, he, he does, he said it was a bad game and because he disorientated, disoriented the, the, the player. And he's like, it's okay to frustrate the player because that gives them a sense of accomplishments, you know, that you're trying to to improve. If you can improve in something. But disorienting your user is wrong because then it's a frustration that they can't get out of. So there is a, there has been studies, right, on gamer rage and anger, yeah. particularly around video game violence, because they yeah. were like, do video games make people violent? Yeah, yeah. And what... What studies have found is that it's not it's not the actual violence that raises ire or anger or blood pressure or heart rate. Um, what it is is bad controls and yes. bad game mechanics. <laughs> there is actually on uh, Xbox Indie Game, there used to be called like the worst game ever or something uh-huh. that would just make people nerd rage. There would be... it, And it was the weirdest game. It was... So you'd be playing the game, and it would be something stupid like you're playing ping pong across Abraham Lincoln's face. <laughs> okay. And then all of a sudden, the controls would switch, and oh, it would go no. the other way. Yeah. But it would also have annoying sounds while you're playing it. So it'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah. You know, really <laughs> stupid. Now uh, I'm imagining Abraham Lincoln going, <laughs> That is what the game was. I'll have to look it up just uh, just for you and I, and maybe I'll share it on the Facebook site <laughs> at some point. But I actually bought the game because it sounded so ridiculous uh-huh. to me that I had to buy it. I think Goat Simulator is on uh, 
on uh, oh. consoles now. Goat Simulator. No, it was free. It was free on uh, free on PS. I think. No, Goat Simulator is on Xbox. It's awesome. Yeah. I love Goat Simulator. I, it's just the weird, <laughs> the weird controls reminded me of Goat Simulator, but I think you can get it for free or really cheap on PS4 right now. Sorry, <laughs> I digress. Goat Simulator, I play, get play, it play, now. Play the port. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to be so bad. <laughs> so yeah, if you uh, if you want to uh, check out ninety nine percent invisible, is uh, I mean it's a huge podcast and it's. It's a good podcast, but yeah, if you want to feel really old, listen to this girl's, well, woman's, I guess, <laughs> explanation of what Atari was all those years ago. <laughs> Back in the ancient history. <laughs> oh, it was very sad. Ye old electronic pong machine. <laughs> so with Skyrim, are you playing Skyrim or are you just wandering around the world What's what's the name of the damn country again in Skyrim? Tamriel. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the course. the name of the country is called Skyrim. Is Skyrim the country? Yeah, or, it's a, it's the area. Like Nords of, or is that the people? Well, there's Skyrim, and then there's like Morrowind. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I obviously haven't played Skyrim in a while. So Skyrim, which is you know populated by Nords. How old is Skyrim now? Like seven Almost years? 10 years old. Dang. Yeah. Such a damn good game. I know. And did I talk a little bit last time uh, about uh, her name was the, the granny that plays Skyrim? I don't think so. <gasps> Shirley Curry has a YouTube channel and she, in which she plays Skyrim. Shirley Curry is in her 80s. She is absolutely... She's super cute. <laughs> and she is super sweet. So each each YouTube, um, if you look her up, she's under Shirley Curry. That's her name. Yeah. She doesn't have like a fancy intro. <laughs> but but she starts each each uh, recording with, good morning, grandchildren. Aw. What uh, kind of character does she play? So she'll play different characters, oh, but okay. she does like a let's play. And oh. and she is so sweet and so earnest. That's gonna be you in thirty, she, forty years. <laughs> she has she has such a following and um Elder Scrolls, I believe, is going to make a character of her. Oh cool. In six. Oh. But in the meantime, some modders had created a Shirley Curry follower. Oh. In which has taken captures of her voice. Oh, cool! But if you've not checked her out, there is a documentary about her. Please watch it. You will be enchanted. I have been so. Oh, cool! Yeah. Did I mention there was a Betty White documentary I watched? Speaking yes. Of documentary yes. about old women. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's on Netflix. In case I didn't mention that, it's really good. Um. Oh, very cool. So are you playing through the storyline again, or are you just kind of going and I'm wandering? I'm just kind of going and wandering because, and and I'm I'm getting other mods. You know, there's different, there's different mods around Skyrim, even ones that don't even go with the Skyrim world, but use the engine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like just the idea of, you know, so I've started, I have a mod called Alternate Life. Or it's an alternate start, so mm-hmm. you don't have to start every game with a clip clop, clip clop, <laughs> in the way clip again. clop. Yeah, I mean there are actual memes on Reddit 
where somebody says, oh, I, here's my commute to work this morning. And it's like, goes to, it, it's like the new Rick roll, if you yeah, will. Yeah. Um, but so like, I, I'll go start a game and just say, hey, surprise me. <laughs> I yeah. end up. Um, and so there's been ones where I only punch things. <laughs> okay. Um, do you do that as a volunteer? Like, yeah, you okay? So is it no, a mod? like, it, like it's in my mind. Like I'm just okay. gonna punch things during okay. this game, or in this one, I'm not going to. I'm gonna get extensible follower framework, and I'm not gonna fight anything. I'm just gonna let my minions fight everything, <laughs> and I'm just gonna sit back and go, Reginald, release the hounds. <laughs> do you remember my secret game I played in, made up in Skyrim that I played? What? My character, who is not a rogue, had to steal every cinnamon roll he saw. So if he was like in a de- in well, an inn or something, and there was a cinnamon roll, he'd have to figure out a way to steal it without getting busted. <laughs> well, that's I mean, that's the thing about Skyrim. There aren't classes, right? I know. Well, but he was like a fighter, so he had no stealth. Oh, okay. So it was really hard for him so to, do it. to get that line to go flat. <laughs> Be like, okay, like you'd have to like figure out yeah so in my head my character had like this weird kleptomaniac thing with just the cinnamon rolls and <laughs> every time you saw one like no matter what was going on i had to try to steal that cinnamon roll <laughs> so there's one like that's called... what i love about skyrim you can make sure, your sure. own fucking games out there's of it. one called your money or your life so instead of instead like if you fight bandits uh-huh. instead of them killing you they'll just rob you and take your gold <laughs> but then nice. you're poor but then there's one where you can be a bard so like mm-hmm. you can you can play taverns and whatever oh, cool. and so like you can download different music and i should check well it's on that's the mods are on pc right yeah yeah i never play pc games my whole thing right now is well like... let me just say though there are mods on the xbox version mm-hmm. if you have skyrim special edition so i my thing right now is I'm not playing video games because if I'm, you know, usually in the evening I'll have an hour or two to myself after Jeff goes to bed and that's when I'll try to draw mm-hmm. or do some other stuff. like. So I'm trying to be like more creative in my downtime because for me games have always been like I'm alone, I just like to chill out, I don't, I don't play multiplayer, I just kind of want to zone out and, and be yeah. comfy. Um, especially in the winter, but so now I'm trying to transition that over to maybe working on some art and I'm on uh book 11 or 12 of Wheel of Time now. Wow. <laughs> I'm through the slog of the crappy, like the three in the middle where it's, I figured out the problem with his writing is he talks about what people are thinking a lot. So... I- and I don't, hmm. And then, but that's in the middle. And now it's getting back to where like people are actually doing things. So it'll be like, oh, there's five eyes to die in a room. And the whole chapter is what they're all thinking because they don't express themselves or talk to each other. It's just what they're thinking in their heads and then little things they do. Just like, oh my God. I think God. of it like Real Housewives, <laughs> like sort of like the confessional booth, but uh-huh. but it's in their heads. Yeah. And they all have plastic surgery. But he Because they, they're all timeless, quote, unquote. That's exactly what I think of Aes Sedai looking, because they have timeless faces. I think of them like looking like Dolly Parton. 
Somebody who's had a lot of plastic surgery, he's about 70, but doesn't look, doesn't look old. But if you look at her, you realize, oh, well, she is old, but she doesn't look old. So that's kind of what I always pictured that. In the, if they, if they had do a TV series, like I, I haven't looked into where they're at with the TV series, but I'll be interested at how, how they do the ageless faces. I figured they'd all look like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but she's not old. <laughs> So she's no spring chicken. Yeah, but I'm glad I'm through. I'm through the uh, the real slog of the center of the. I you know the thing is like doing the TV series. They can take out like three books. They can yeah. take the, the three books in the middle and just like condense them into like four things that happen. <laughs> and now it's starting to get interesting again. People are doing things. The dead yeah. are rising and yeah. walking the earth, and there's all sorts of weird stuff going on but i love listening to that when i draw sometimes i listen to podcasts sometimes i listen to music but uh and then i just um because i was like oh what i'm gonna listen to after this is over and i just on audible all of the wizard of oz books in a big anthology where it was like two bucks for 64 hours worth of books i'm like oh I will listen to all the Wisdom of books next. <laughs> so I've been watching some YouTube videos on how to how to properly paint clouds with oils. Um, I think you just need to start doing it, baby. I know I do. I really do. You need to get a canvas as that is not. You need to. Um, I've got to start with your epic piece, what, right? I've got like a big epic fucking giant canvas. Like just take that canvas across. and just like start fucking Set around it. on it. Right. You know, I can afford another canvas. Exactly. Like yeah. you have, it's hard to get over that. Um, and I, I, you know, especially because when I was younger, like I this afford... will go on my permanent record. <laughs> well, it's not even the, only that, but like when I was younger, it was like, okay, I can afford one canvas. So I need to do something that's really important on this canvas. Whereas now like you can get like cheaper canvases and just fuck around and kind of like, like, what's your style? Like, you can watch YouTube videos, but you have to learn personally. No, what no, is your style? It, it, it's not. It's it's not just the style. I know what my style is. Um, I've been I've been looking up things that are my style to learn the technique, because mm-hmm. because I would like to create something that's pleasing to me, and I know what what it is. At first, I thought it was the sunset that I captured a photo of, mm-hmm. because the the sky was this bright orange and pink and with these stormy Mm -hmm. purple clouds off to the side and it was the sun setting and reflecting with the lake and the lake was a perfect reflection of everything along the tree line and if you ever take a drive around Lake Minnetonka Mm -hmm. at sunset you will know that of which I speak (laughs) it is beautiful country out here it is it is and and so I thought that was that's the thing I'm going to paint is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life and mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to paint. And then during it was just before Christmas break. I came driving into work during the sunrise <laughs> and saw the sunrise across Lake Minnetonka. And the water was still warm, so there was steam rising from mm-hmm. the lake and it and there was a steamy mist coming up. And the sky was cloudy, but not perfectly cloudy. And so the sun, as it was shining, was reflecting perfectly across the lake. And it Mm -hmm. was in these corals and purples 
<laughs> in the sunrise, the sky looked like an opal. Mm. And that, I decided, was <laughs> the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. In fact, I wanted to pull over to the side of the road and take a picture. Mm. But I realized in my... I guess, enchantment mm -hmm. that I had a line of cars behind me <laughs> all like lined up and some of them yes. starting to flip their lights on <laughs> passive aggressively. That's in in Minnesota. Yes. That means get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I think just to start, like, don't start with the thing you want to finish with. Like, just start and. Learn your paints, fuck around. It's been a while since you did it. Just yeah, you know, you're probably rusty does. and just, you, you don't have to use the canvas, the nice canvas that you have. Just go buy some cheapo oh, board canvases. I've, I've and, got some cheapo board canvases. Yeah, so I could do that. A little bit. Yeah. I know you were talking about bringing down one of your glass tables to use as a palette. Yeah. yeah. So I've got behind, behind the recording desk. It used to be like part of a computer desk. So I had a glass top desk. Mm hmm. Which I broke into two things, but at the corner piece, well, I don't need that now because yeah. I have two separate desks. So, it, yeah, you could even just fuck around on that, right? Be, and you know, a, see what colors uh, and how things yeah. work and the brushes work it's and stuff. Giant fucking palette is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like for me, like you know, in my early, well, my late twenties, I really wanted. You know, this was after I graduate from college. I'm doing tech writing. And all of a sudden I'm like, I want to do this. I want to have my own business. I want to sell stuff. I want to do something else. But I just never really knew. I never really had anything that I wanted to do repetitively that I could sell. And so the mandalas are the first kind of thing. I yeah, it almost feels like you're going back to your 30s again, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like I mean starting... Remember we had that art club yes. when we first we met. Club, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, we first met. Fart club. Fart club. Because <laughs> you didn't want it to be called art club because you thought it was you, so. You came up with fart club. No, I didn't. <laughs> you did. You said Jeff came up with it. Oh, maybe he did. That's right. That sounds like something that Jeff would do. Um, it was F in parentheses yes. and then art club. <laughs> I was just, I was very into photography at that point, but like there was no money in photography. You know, at that point it was digital, it was just kind of, it was early 2000s. So Everybody just kind of, had a Flickr account. Yeah. And, oh my God, <laughs> Flickr was awesome. <laughs> I still have my Flickr account, but my Flickr account is annoying because I can't log in because I get caught in this. Because you need a Yahoo sign in, and then I try to I sign in. I have no idea. And I try to do my password, and it says I need to do my account. And so I'm get You're stuck in a in, loop. I'm stuck in a loop and just never really got around. No, I'm not doing that. I need to download all the pictures that are on Flickr, and I need to download all my content that's on LiveJournal before one of those dies. I can't believe LiveJournal is still right. around. I know. It's almost 20 years since I had So my... here's the thing. When you create art, and it's on a digital platform. Mm -hmm. And that platform goes away because, I don't know, the business wraps yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, that can be devastating. Uh, look at, yeah. I, I was just, just before the show, I was showing Cassandra, I'd created a three-dimensional creation of Escher's Relativity in Landmark. I think we talked about that on the show at one point, right? At one point. But, yeah. but I, I went through my Google Drive and I found... I found some screenshots of it, and I couldn't believe how much it meant to me because it's like, yeah. I, I that was 
during the time that I had my ACL surgery and I was oh, laid up. Oh, yeah. That and was I, that was long time ago. It was. The, during it, the original run of the yes. show. Yes. And, and so, like, for me, that was during the time I couldn't leave the house. So I had I, – I worked on it for, like, 12 hours straight. <laughs> and – and when that game shut down, Daybreak bought the company and then they shut down the servers. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, there there went all of my art, right? Yeah. And I was trying to create stuff that was like three-dimensional art that people could, um, you know, visit, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. and, and enjoy even just for a little bit. And it ended up making in the trailer. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yes. Two seconds on a trailer, <laughs> whatever. But then gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. I do like I have my live journal. I started in 2002 and I wrote almost every day until probably 2007. I was kind of winding down when we started the original podcast. Yeah. And uh cuz Facebook was taken over and everybody kind of was leaving live journal. Yeah. And you know, I was talking with another friend about how Facebook is so public, but LiveJournal was so personal. Like, nobody, like, you knew about LiveJournal. Like, a few of my friends knew about my LiveJournal, but none of my family did. None of my job did. It was, and and it wasn't necessarily attached to your personal identity. No, it didn't like have to be. Or, like, who your grandma was and point out, that's, yeah. that's her grandma. Yeah. You but know? I just, you know, I wrote everyday long personal entries, and it was a very different format. And so I'm like, damn it, I don't want to lose all that because I've journaled since I was, like, eight, and I have all those other journals I so know. I need to like download Which you them. shared on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably overshared, but you know, it was funny. It was. <laughs> Anything for a laugh, you know. I wish I would have known about cub. Been more into comedy acting when I was younger, I think I would have. I think you should take your your little journals and actually go on one of those. Uh, mortified or mortified, whatever. yes. I know. <laughs> My sexual awakening and like 10 entries. <laughs> Oh, man. I suppose. Let's see. I made a list yeah. of things to talk about. Let's see if there's anything else important. Um, I know, kiddo. We are. Watching stuff. I'm I'm watching a show called yeah. The Outsider, which is based on a Stephen King novel that I listened on audiobook last year. It's actually pretty good. I think it's on HBO. Hmm. We started The Witcher and finish The Witcher in two days. Yeah, we talked about The Witcher last time. I've only still watched the first episode because... I know. I just, and, and then I you're s- like, oh, we binged it. Yeah, yeah. No, I... I you know, Jim and I, we, we don't often get, like, fast food and bring it home. Uh-huh. But one night I was just like, I just... I'm so hungry. And he's like, yeah, me too. And I don't feel like cooking. So we stopped mm-hmm. at Culver's, I think it was. And so we sat down, and I'm like, let's watch something. And I'm like, The Witcher. Well, so, yeah, we one episode led to another. The next thing we knew, <laughs> it was 11 o'clock at night. And then so the next day, we did it again. So uh, in the last our last episode here, 
our podcast episode, we were talking, I was saying that it, it just jumps right in, but I thought that Jim would be okay even though he hasn't really played the game and stuff. Did he? He's played yeah. some of the games. and Oh, he did? And, okay. Because yeah. last time we were talking, you didn't you didn't know if he had I didn't played. know if he had or not, but I I feel like it, it sort of, it, it immerses you right in. So I, yeah. I think that if, even if you have not seen The Witcher, you could enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it has made me want to read the books because oh. the books are previous to the games mm-hmm. and it follows the the books more than it does the games. Mm. There's some of the some of the parts um, that are shown are actually shown like, I guess, homages in the games. Mm-hmm. But really, it's about the books. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, I will watch it. We just, I always watch, when I watch TV, it's with Jeff and he just hasn't been in the mood for fantasy. Yeah. So we've been watching other stuff. Yeah. And it, it had all my favorite uh, ratings, uh, AC, um, <laughs> SC, uh, <laughs> N. Um, oh, shit. That's what I was going to ask you about The Witcher. Damn it. Oh, well. Can't remember. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Witch Witcher. Uh, so, anything else going on you want to talk about, or should we wrap this fucker up? Let's wrap this fucker up, and we will have more to talk oh. about next time. Oh, we have questions. Yeah, I asked for questions. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let me get my questions. Questions, questions, so many okay. questions. I'm making a theme song for questions. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, so I asked, you know, so we were recording if there was any questions. Um, Scott said finger paint. Yeah, sometimes when That's I was five. Not not a question, but okay. But it sounds like a directive. I will give it a try and I will post it up. <laughs> How does that sound to you? Tim asks, what's appropriate and what is not? <laughs> well, that's a very large question. It is a large question. So I was, I, I've given this some thought. All right. What is, impro- what is appropriate and what is not? Um, nudity at an orgy, appropriate. <laughs> nudity at the office, not. Not appropriate. Clothing at an orgy, not appropriate. Well, you know, it depends. Maybe you're into, like, dry humping. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Although I've never seen a dry humping orgy before. I went down a weird porn rabbit hole. I won't go into it. In in any of the Caligula-esque visages that I had around orgies... Yeah, dry humping didn't make it into the equation. You know, if this whole technical writing thing doesn't work out, I think there's a job for you in quality oh, assurance. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, we realized, Tim, that you probably were asking what ki- type of crest- questions are appropriate. Questions. <laughs> I'm supposed to be getting more sober. Um uh, you know, you can ask anything you want. That doesn't mean we're going to answer it. <laughs> I think we answered it. Yeah, but, you know, as to what's appropriate, pretty much anything. But, you know, if you're gross, we're not going to. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, what does your butthole look like? I'm not going to tell you about that. I might. <laughs> she'll t- she'll tell you what my butthole looks like. No, so. <laughs> I'll grab it. I'll grab a photo <laughs> of the Grand Canyon. Hey, my butt doesn't look like a Grand Canyon. <laughs> at least I don't. Artistic I've never, license. I've never looked at my butthole, I, so maybe I, it does. Maybe that should be my first painting. <laughs> my butthole as a Grand Canyon. Thanks. I will call it Grand Rosette. <laughs> okay, and then our dear friend Davian, he says, you've decided you will cook a meal for your hot date. A, what will you cook? And B, what is the album that you start with? I read this and I laughed because I thought, Tara will st- cook by picking up the phone and calling for takeout. <laughs> she knows me so well. Okay, the first thing I would I would dial up a great restaurant. Yes. And then I would take all I I I would I would I would uh, empty the cartons onto my finest plateware <laughs> and then hide the cartons. <laughs> And then I would probably cue on some Al Green. Ah, Al Green is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, oh, God. Like, if I had all day to cook, I might do, like, a nice roast with potatoes. It's kind of boring, I guess. I don't know. Kind of a boring cook. Spaghetti, some kind of pasta. Or it's nice sometimes if you do, like, a, like a little... Um, a little spread of just like little nibbles, like you know, like some bruschetta and some olives, ah, uh, some olives, some focaccia, some, some yeah, just like little nibbles here and there, so you can get a nibble and nibble, nibble and nibble. I think I probably do some like sexy prints. Hmm. It's got some good sexy songs. Yep, I think that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's all the questions we had. Thank you for those. That was awesome. Yeah, I was just trying to think, like, do I, I don't really, like, make love to music. Oh, I like having music on. Depeche Mode. See, the thing is, like, Depeche Mode was my sexy music in high school, so it just, like, brings up all, like, Mm. the hormones. Oh, my God. To me, sexy music is skin on skin. That's sexy music to me. Oh, yeah. Get out some nipple clamps and listen to some Depeche Mode. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Master and servant. (laughs) I have lost my shit. (laughs) I think on that note, we better go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All righty, people, if you want to talk to us, you can email us at tmpgoti at gmail.com. Best way to get a hold of us is probably on their Facebook page, uh, which is the most popular girls on the Internet. Or we also have a group that you can ask to join. By the way, if you ask to join and we ask who is the most popular girls on the Internet, it's me and Tara. So, like, if you answer some weird answer, like, I want to know or... You, I don't know. <laughs> some, I just reject people who don't say me and Tara. That's that's the point of the question. So, <laughs> anywho, uh, I think that's that's good enough. Sometimes we're on Twitter. 
I'm I'm on Twitter more than I'm on the Book of Faces. Oh. You're on the Book of, Mo- of Faces more yes. than you're on Twitter. I think between the two of us, we've got it covered. All right. She's Tara Bite. Yeah. Tara underscore B-Y-T-3. All right. Yeah, because I couldn't get the E. I wasn't there early enough at the beginning. All right, kiddos. We will see you next month. Toodles. Bye. Bye. I got to have it. I got to have it. I got to have it. Put wine, put wine, put wine so fine. I woke up this morning and I could hardly keep from crying. I woke up this morning and I could hardly keep from crying. Cause that double dealing woman had cut out with all my wine. Now do you want to see me happy? want to see me be a real good sport do you want to see me happy do you want to see me be a real good sport just give me lots of loving and keep me full of My loving and she stole my last drink of wine now she tells me that wine is no good that it will surely drive me mad so reserve me a room in the bug house cause it's the best drink i ever had poured wine and the woman is just about killing me they're about to make me blow my top and it fills me with misery Make me blow my top And it fills me with misery